You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for another spoiler-free movie review. And I'm telling you now that it might be me tonight that drops a spoiler or two if it happens. I'm going to do my darnest to not. But we are here to review Toy Story 4, another fourth movie entry of a franchise that a lot of people are wondering did we even need it why is it happening money is the reason but we're also going to find out is this the movie that finally breaks this pretty dreadful uh north american summer of movies a lot of these big blockbusters are failing miserably and it seems to be this one slightly bucking the trend my name is ben and Bo, Bo. Bo 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 bo. My name is Mallory, and yes, I Canada. I was going to go with that, but I guess if I had have used that, I probably would have been hit quite severely hard. Um, Toy Story Four. Now, all these movies that have coming out this summer and all this sort of stuff. I'm saying summer and using that as in the North American summer. Obviously, Mallory and I are sitting in a freezing cold room in New Zealand. Hence, probably probably hear a heater buzzing in the background. Um, it's been a, it's been a disappointing one. A lot of movies have failed miserably. These big blockbusters and everything along those lines. But this is the one that is, I guess, uh, is doing quite well. Coming into this, I'd read reviews. Everyone was saying it was good. Um, I've got some very s- contrasting opinions to this film, but I want to start with Mallory because I feel you're going to bring a bit more of a positive light to come with this one right now. First of all, actually, before you give some positive light, just give a... And I'm not trying to do this to be mean to you. I'm actually being legitimate here. Give give a bit of a background of your history with the Toy Story franchise before you then move into what you thought of this film. I fell asleep during the first one the other night, and I don't really know what happens because I don't know if I've ever really seen them properly. And then what's the one where they're in the Toy Store again? That's the second one. And I've seen bits of the second one for sure. And that's about it. She actually turned to me just before this movie started and go, went, quick, give me a quick rundown of what happens in the Toy Story movies. Uh, outside of that, uh, what did you think of Toy Story 4? See, I liked it. And Ben is not sitting over there saying that he liked it. Um, but I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. I laughed. I cried. I canadied. Um Yeah. Look, I, 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 I didn't hate this movie. I'm not trying to come into this with a negative pin straight away going, this is a terrible movie. 95% of this movie was a solid, enjoyable movie. What ruins this movie is the ending. And what's going to be the hardest thing for me to be on this episode is to not spoil because I can't express my full opinions based on this. Maybe if Colin ends up going to see this, we can do a spoiler review episode. But I, I was enjoying this movie. But I just, the ending made me so mad. And it, it just basically left, made me leaving the cinema. I'm angry. They basically took a dump over the first three movies. Um, and I also think that, you know, everyone agreed that the third movie ended this perfectly. You said you cried in this one. Uh, I teared. I teared. I did not cry. You would bawl your eyes out in the third one. You would cry in the second one. The first one's not really a crying movie. Maybe. You know, you get a bit teary when Buzz realises he's not a toy, maybe. But it's just this one, it just, it just, it's not necessary. Like, the, at the end of the day, it's it's not, it wasn't necessary. It's kind of, oh, it's, it's, it's frustrating to be able to talk about this without spoiling it. But um, 
we'll try and talk about some of the positives with this one because, I mean, look, you don't know what the Toy Story movies are, then I don't know, you know, you've been living under a rock for the last 24 years, potentially. It's it's about toys who are owned by a child who come to life when the children aren't in the room. They go on a variety of adventures. Obviously, the main toys are Woody and Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Tom Hanks is Woody. Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. Even though I would probably argue that, like, I, I want to talk about Buzz separately, I feel, because... I really think since the first movie, they just they take a dump over the Buzz Lightyear character. They just kind of shaft him, and he just becomes dumb comedy fodder, which is annoying because like he's so good in the first movie. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, but Bo Peep is back. She wasn't in the the third one. They kind of explain that quite well. Um, you know, our other sort of regulars uh, throughout it. Uh, we've got uh, Jesse back. Um, the sort of the main, pretty much the main toys. Rex is there. Uh, Slinky. Uh, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head, although funny, uh, not really a funny story, but true story, Mr. Potato Head, obviously the, the actor who voiced Mr. Potato Head, Don Rickles, passed away between the third and the fourth one, so they essentially just use old voices, that's why he barely talks in this movie. Uh, Ham as well, uh, so sort of the original gang there, uh, and then, you know, a few of the ones from the third movie are in there as well, the, uh, the dinosaurs, uh, I can't remember their names, uh, although I do remember, uh, Timothy Dalton, of course, is Mr. Pricklepants. Uh, but then we, we have a few new ones brought in. Uh, easily Forky's the one you've been seeing in the uh, the ads. Who's hilarious? We like Forky. Uh, but we have Bunny and Ducky who are pretty cool. I like them as well. Uh, but, you know, the star of this show, which I knew coming into this, Keanu Reeves was in it. I honestly forgot that he was in it when I went to seeing this. And then I didn't realize who he was. Duke Kaboom, a Canadian daredevil toy. The best thing about this movie, right? The best thing about this movie, without a doubt, the best thing about this movie. And what is so great about this is the fact that you can't actually tell this is Keanu Reeves. Like, I don't think you would have even guessed that this is Keanu Reeves until you see that, unless you knew coming into it. And obviously, we have a bit of a connection to Canada. I mean, you are kind of from that country. So, and they, they play up to it, I think, enough where it's it's funny. I mean, you use your line of, yes, I, Canada. Um, but it's, it's also done in a way where it's like, you know, usually you have Canadian stereotypes like this and they kind of make fun of it. But I felt they did it in a taste way. You even had your national anthem playing in this movie. I don't even know. Like, I really don't think it was tasteful. I just think it was hilarious. <laughs> like, it was so ridiculously over the top that it was, yeah. But it was. It was really good. I mean, basically the story, um, they, they're on a camping trip. Woody gets lost finds Bo Peep and they've got to rescue Forky basically you know it's just, it's the same old kind of story that you get in most of them but you know it was it was just doing so well it was just going so well uh outside of um Duke Kaboom did you have any favorites outside of them I liked Forky I based on the commercial is it even a commercial that has seen Forky that I've seen trailer no I think it's in the um at our cinemas, there's, like, the quiz question. And the quiz question used to be, what is Woody's new uh, friend's name? And you only see a picture of it, and its name is Forky. And I just thought that was ridiculous, and it was going to be, like, the worst character ever. But he's actually really great. I also liked the stuffed animals. Yes, the the Ducky and Bunny. You, I remember whenever the trailers kept coming on, you kept saying, like, can we just have a movie with these two? But no, they're good. Uh, Jordan Peele... Um, is uh, Bunny and Keegan-Michael Kay is Jordan and 
uh, yeah, they are. They are both African American. Yes, very much so. Uh, very funny men. Very funny actors. You were about to say something else there before. Um, I was just going to say, we watched it last night at home with some friends, and I'm not a horror person. That's a bad all. movie. Just wait, I'm not done my point yet. But after watching that last night and going into this today, this movie has like some dark and creepy elements in it. And I was really not prepared for that. And like there's one major jump scare and Ben saw me jump out of my chair. I got so scared. And it's just, it's a very interesting, but I think accurate portrayal of some of the scenes in this. I think, yeah, like, you're not wrong. But, I mean, had you uh, seen all three of the Toy Stories, you would be aware that there are some dark moments in all three of them. <laughs> um, I mean, the darkest of all the darkness is in the third one, when essentially they're all about to burn to death in a fiery furnace, and you just legitimately think they're all going to die. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, what really makes these characters come alive, as always, of course, is clearly the, the voice talent, you know. I mean, I just mentioned Keegan-Michael Kay and Jordan Peele. But, I mean, it was good to see Bo Peep come back and, like, obviously, you know, we're in that trend of cinema at the moment where kind of, you know, we're getting these strong female leads and kind of, you know, it's it's becoming more and more about that. And I'm, I'm not sitting here again to try and complain about this because there's nothing to complain about in this movie. I think it's great that they sort of turned the Bo Peep character from just a oh, Woody, I'm going to kiss you under the mistletoe and I found my moving buddy to, you know, kind of like this kick-ass Bo Peep character that was, you know, really doing well. I, I would probably even argue that she was the star of this movie because, like, even though Woody, again, is a star, but, like, you just kind of felt Woody was along for most of the ride here. You know what I mean? And this is this is where, like, it's frustrating the ending because they just build so much up into what's happening with Woody and kind of getting back to Bonnie and just all this sort of stuff that it's just... Oh, it's just, they just dump all over it, basically, when it comes down to it all. Um, we see a lot more human characters in this movie, I think, than any of the other Toy Stories. Usually we just see feet and hear voices. But, um, you know, I'm not I'm not too sure, really, other than that. Um, Buzz Lightyear, though. Gotta, gotta quickly talk about him as a frustration. Again, you haven't seen all fully three of them, but, like, you've seen most of the first one. I know you fell asleep in it the other day, but you saw most of it. You know the gist of the first movie, right? It's about Buzz. It's kind of, you know, setting up this world. The second one, you know, it, it is, it's heavy on the buzz. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's, again, it's more a Woody story than buzz. It's kind of, Toy Story 2 is kind of the reverse of Toy Story 1, where it's kind of, you know, um, buzz discovering himself. And then the second one, it's kind of Woody discovering himself. So it's kind of balanced, but he does drop away. The third one always frustrated me what they did with buzz, because they kind of just, again, shoved him to the side, made him speak Spanish and kind of just, oh, cool, there's Buzz, haha. And now this one, again, it's just, I, I don't know why they just continue to shove Buzz to the side and basically make him just dumb. He's just so dumb in this movie in terms of, like, intelligence, I mean. Like, they legitimately make him stupid. And I don't know. Like, And the ending's also frustrating with Buzz because, again, I can't talk about it, but it's just, it shouldn't happen the way it happens and Buzz shouldn't just let what happens happens because Buzz and Woody... All right, like that first movie solidified them as an iconic duo, and it's just like, nah. Um, Buzz, Buzz, like you. Is a character. She's on a phone, so in this movie, I just, I liked it. Like, I don't need to analyze it any more than that, and I don't really understand where you're coming from. You're not listening to a word I'm saying. Yes, I am. You're saying that you think that Buzz should have 
stopped the ending from happening, essentially. No. I was talking about Buzz in general being treated like he's dumb and just stupid. And just go back onto your phone. I'll keep no. talking there. They did to the him what they did to the Hulk, and that bothers you. But it doesn't bother me because I don't have anything invested in this franchise. Okay. Um... Am I not right? Well, you're sitting there on your phone. You're not contributing. I just contributed, and now you don't have anything to say about it. Okay, all right, we can move on. Um, One thing that is, it's a weird thing to kind of notice, but obviously the first Toy Story movie was groundbreaking because it was the first animated, like, computer animated film. And, I mean, yes, 1995 graphics, are not going to compare to what we've got today. But still, you watch the original Toy Story, it holds up very well for the fact that this was made on 1995 machinery uh, to still look pretty solid. Obviously now, 2019, things have come a long way. Visually, things look fantastic. But there is something a bit jarring about how realistic this can be. I know this is a very odd thing to say, because usually, you know, we're talking about things, visual effects and things like that looking fantastic. And this movie looks fantastic, but it's just, there's something about, like, if I went went right now and put on Toy Story 1 to just kind of see, like, I don't know, I feel like you can keep something a bit traditional still with how it looks without making it look too good, if that makes sense. Um, I was just going to say, like, there's a part where one of the toys breaks. I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, but the animation of that and of the broken toy is so like accurate like i could just like feel how that toy felt because i've had things of this nature break and just it has a certain feeling about it and it just looked so realistic that it like i could feel it Mm. and yeah that's which again like i'm not it's it's a weird thing to just kind of point out because i think that you know, as, as things develop, it, it would be like turning around and saying like, oh, you know, I watched a James Bond movie from the 70s and I watch one today and things look so much more realistic than they did in the 70s. It's what you have at the time. You're not going to deliberately keep things looking, you know, old school and everything like that. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a common complaint people have about the Star Wars prequels is that they use way too much CGI and it doesn't hold up today. Whereas now that they're doing these Disney ones, they kind of, they go back to using a lot more practical effects. Jurassic Park franchise. You know, they go, they're go. they going back to a lot of using these models and practical effects like they use in the first one, because that holds up so well to this day, whereas they, they avoid using as much of the CGI-ness. I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is, like, there was just something I, I just noticed so much. Like, particularly, I think it was Bo Peep as well. Like, she just looked too good. Like, it just, I don't know. I, I just, maybe I just liked the first movie so much, it's kind of like, well, you had the ability to not make it look as good. It's an animated movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, it's just, I really wish I could talk about it. You liked the ending, though. What did, Like, without spoiling what happens, can you tell me what you liked, why you liked the ending? See, just... Is this... I don't know if this is a spoiler. This might be a spoiler. Possible spoiler alert. Ben will let you know in the... You'll know by my facial expression right now when I'm looking at you. No, you'll know in the description of the thing. So if you see... I won't write that. Oh, okay. I'm lazy. Well, my possible spoiler is I think that it is a wonderful end to a franchise. That being said, I do not know if this movie is going to be the end of this franchise, but 
I cannot fathom them making another movie and having it carry on any kind of storyline that is close to the last four movies. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's more open-ended than the third one. And I think, again, going back to what I was saying before, that pretty much everybody would agree that the third one really closed this perfectly. And when they first announced that they were doing Toy Story 4, a lot of people were like, huh, why? Like, you've closed this off. What do you need to do? And then initially, the creators were kind of like, there are other toys we can focus the story on. So we're like, okay, you know, that's fine. You can move away from Buzz and Woody and all that sort of stuff. But then when all of a sudden it was like, no, Buzz and Woody are going to be back. It's like, huh, hang on a minute. You know, it's just... And, yeah, I just... I just... I'm not... It's, I explained it to Mallory in the car. as kind of... It's kind of like how I met your mother. You have so much good leading up to something. You assume it's going to go a certain way. And then they just pull the rug over your eyes. And all of a sudden, like, hey, guess what? No, this is what's happening. And just get so frustrated. You look like you're about to say something. You're like... <gasps> no, I just... Yeah... I don't see I just don't really understand like I understand what you're saying and I understand based on the description that you gave me but because I haven't lived these movies I don't feel that emotion and look I I honestly have not the reviews and the things that I have seen I've seen nothing negative about this I've seen nobody posting this opinion that I'm having right now, saying, like, the ending frustrated. Like, everyone is going on about how this is, you know, on par with the other ones. And and, I'm, and for the most part, again, to the ending, to me, it is on par. And even if I can take the ending inside of it, like, this, it's, this isn't a VAR. This isn't Men in Black International. This doesn't, like, completely, you know, do nothing what the first three did. This is very on par with the first four movies. It's just maybe it's coming from a, a person who grew up with the first one as part of his childhood so much. I saw the second one, the third one at the cinemas. You know, the third one we waited 11 years to get and, you know, there were more adults in those cinemas than there were children because, you know, we, that was our, us at that age. So it was kind of, you know, and we were all satisfied. We, 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 we cried. Grown men were crying in that last scene between Andy and Woody as he's handing those toys over to Bonnie. And that is where it's like, you know, we didn't need another one. And again, like I went into this more so than Men in Black excited because at the end of the day, it's like, well, we've got the original gang back together. They can still do another story. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to give this a go. It's like when they announced Jurassic World. It's like, okay, we've been thinking about doing a fourth Jurassic Park movie forever. Do we really need it? No. But you come out of it, solid attempt, satisfied. I didn't mind that. Fallen Kingdom, same thing. Not on par with the original, not on par with the first two. But it's still, they've expanded the universe and they've moved on. And they can do something different with it. This they're trying to do that. I can see what they're trying to do. I just feel from the spirit of the first three movies that the ending really kind of gave a middle finger to what they try to achieve with so many of the storylines in those first three movies. And that's where I'm annoyed. That's what makes me frustrated. Because I can now look at the second and third ones in particular in a bubble and think to myself, well, what is the point of these? What's the message that they're trying to sell me now if in the fourth one they've turned around and said, well, actually, no, this is the message. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, I still don't understand, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought the ending was great because I think that it 
fully wraps up the franchise. Like, I just... But, but again, like, to, to reiterate my point, if you had seen the third one, you would understand that it, that already was wrapped up. You know what I mean? I, I, but again, I completely I, understand I what disagree. you're saying. I disagree. I disagree with the fact that you think it was completely wrapped up at that point. But you can't, because you can't, you... I, me, I'm, no, because to me, Bonnie is not the main character. But, but you're right. Andy's the main character with the toys, so they wrap up they come full circle with Andy's experience with the toys. Because uh, let's be honest, if, if these people, if Disney and Pixar were smart, a toy, and this is kind of a lot of the message is, toys get recycled and moved around a lot. So, you know, you could argue, okay, well, that was the Andy saga. Now this is the Bonnie saga. You know, and fair enough, I understand that. But, like, as viewers, we viewed this through the eyes of Andy and everything, and that's what we had. And it was... The third one was about that moment of, of moving on, passing things on, and kind of like, you know, we've all got to grow up and reach a point where, you know, we can have that inner childhood still part of us, but we've got to grow up, and then it's time for the next person to take over that childhood. To me, like, this movie has the message of, I guess, you know, don't take things for how they are. You've got an opportunity to go out there and, and experience new things, and, and don't... It's almost like a don't settle movie. Like, you know, you can go out and do whatever you want, nothing can stop you, if you know what I mean. And I understand what they're trying to say with that message. I just think that it's like if you were doing a perfect gymnastics routine, not even perfect, I wouldn't say this movie would have been perfect if I, the ending was good, it was a solid movie. You're doing a solid gymnastics routine and you fuck the landing up. That, to me, is what this movie was. There was Everything was great, you're doing well, you did the triple pike twist, you know, you flipped every flip, you piked every pike, and then as you were doing the final routine, the music to a crescendo, coming down for the landing, and you land on your asshole. <laughs> She's playing with it. I still disagree, but I can't convince you to agree with me. Like, I've stated my opinion. I I'm, I'm not here to tell you to disagree with me. I just thought you had something to add to that. I'm not here. Like, no, you've got an opinion. I've got an opinion. I don't know why you're, like, arguing with me. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just I simply... my opinion. Not just that. The I was mentioning before in regards to this summer being quite disappointing. Uh, I mean, at the time of recording this, uh, it's only been out for a week, Toy Story 4, and it's already made $178 million uh, in the North American box office, which, um, besides Aladdin, which I guess you would technically class as someone on the cusp of it, um, has been the most successful. I mean, Aladdin's actually doing quite well. $296 million, didn't realise it made that much. But you look at these other ones, you know, I mean, they're, they're classing Detective Pikachu as a bit of a success. I mean, it's a video game movie, so, you know, there was always a bit of scepticism around that. You'd consider John Wick there as well. That's done pretty well, $158 million. But uh, other ones that are obviously failing pretty miserably, sadly, Godzilla not doing too well. It's only just cracked $100 million there. Uh, Rocket Man, probably not one of these big blockbuster ones you're expecting, but doing a solid job, $80 million. Men in Black is the one that is obviously uh, really failing. Uh, that has only made $58 million. Uh, that is quite pathetic. Nothing. Did you say... Nothing. You said it was shit? Yeah. yeah. That's that's basically what it. I spoke to my dad tonight and he said that uh, his friend saw it and basically said exactly the same thing, that it was shit. Um, so really not a good summer. And so many, um, you know, experts out there saying this is one of the worst uh, movie summers that have ever been, kind of all these big blockbusters. Dark Phoenix, another one. Uh, sort of an X-Men movie there, $61 million for an X-Men movie. that had come out already. Yeah, it's been out for a few weeks now, so um, not good. But Toy Story 4, bucking the trend, it seems. And again, like, I'm not here to try and say, don't go see this movie. This isn't me. Like, go and see it. If you're a fan of Toy Story, 
go and see it. You will still enjoy it for the most part. And again, like, I really feel my opinion is very much in the minority because, again, I have not seen this opinion anywhere. I'm not trying to say I have a unique opinion. I'm sure other people have this opinion. I just think that a lot of the reviews have been very positive, and for the most part, this is a very good movie, solid movie. So, you know, go say, does it make you want to see the other Toy Stories? Yes, I think so. You'd you'd, you'd like to sort of see if that sways your opinion, do you think? or No, I just think that, like not coming from an appreciation for Toy Story. Like, I think that I could go back and watch them now and appreciate them. I don't know. You you want to buy yourself a Duke Kaboom toy, though, right? Yes. McDonald's has made, um, what are they called? Happy Meal toys? And one of them is a Duke Kaboom toy, and I want it. Is that a, a Canadian, like a McDonald's, or is this a New Zealand McDonald's, or is that in every, like, all over the world McDonald's? I don't know. I'll Google it. Big shout out to our future sponsors, McDonald's. We love McDonald's, even though we can't eat it at the moment. Um, I guess the question would be right now, what are we going to do with this movie? Are we going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? I think I know where you're going to go with this. I'm renting it. Rent it? Oh, really? I thought you were surely going to buy it. You said you liked it that much, but you're only going to rent it. Why, why rent I liked it, but, like, I don't want to go and watch it again. Interesting, because I definitely got that vibe that you really enjoyed this movie and thought you'd be I buying it. I enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it. I don't know. Um, I am going to give it a mid to low rent. It's <laughs> The ending's not enough for me to bin it, um, because, again, I still enjoyed this movie for the most part, but... Uh, yeah, um, it's not, like, How I Met Your Mother I would buy, but then I would probably bin it purely on the ending. That's, and, like, on our recent rankings where we ranked TV shows so low, I said that, like, I would have had this a lot higher had it not been for the ending. So, um, and I know I compared it to that, but anyway, the point is, still going to give it a rent. It's still a Toy Story movie. It's still solid enough, but... Yeah, maybe I'll just watch this again and just skip the ending and create my own one or something like that. So, um, who knows what's going on with that. Um, But I have sort of talked up the fact that after Toy Story 4, we don't really have anything to Lion King, but obviously we missed a little movie coming out next week. Uh, Our third of the Marvel MCU movies coming out this year, our final one for the year, and our final one to fully end Phase 3 of the MCU. It is Spider-Man... Far From Home, uh, our second Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. And uh, I'm, I am I guess I've been focused a lot on Toy Story and some of these other movies. And again, I, yeah, I've kind of forgotten that this was a thing. So I'm excited. Um, I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it was, I, I think it's in my top five of favorite MCU movies. Um, still not on par with the original Spider-Man movies, but still a solid effort. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing obviously some of the reaction and stuff too from post end game what's what's your thought process leading up into uh spider-man far from home i'm excited i told you tonight that i wanted to watch the original you did as in homecoming and then i said you should watch the toby mcguire's because you've never seen those one correct 
you watched Star Wars for the first time during the week, can I just say, and you enjoyed that. So just one of them anyway. So that will come during the week. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, we also do have, of course, all our regular daily episodes coming up. Monday, we've got a Lost episode. Tuesday, I think our Amazing Race finale recap will be airing uh, Wednesday, Third Watch. Thursday, our next Disney live-action movie, uh, which I believe we're up to Beauty and the Beast. Yes, we are. And Friday, another flashback Friday for our Survivor Oz days. Currently, you can vote online which interview you would like to hear, either Danny Boatwright or Denise Stapley, one-time winners who are about to play, of course, on season 40. We were going to start doing sort of a weekly news episode uh, this Sunday, but we're holding back on that one just for the moment. But uh, we will hopefully be bringing that to you very soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe. All the channels out there that you know where to go, Instagram as well. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. Remember, you can comment, you can send us a message. And we would really appreciate it if you could leave us some feedback and ratings on our uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitch, all the relevant ones that are out there as well. But time to wrap it up. My name is Ben and I'm Trash. My name is Mallory and yes, I, Canada. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 